0: Reader's Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Well, hello everyone.
1: everyone. (laughs) We didn't talk about who was going to open the show, so I didn't know if you were going to jump in. (laughs) Lisa's
0: always in the host here, but she has agreed to let me guest host and I'm so excited because we're going to talk about Sentinels of Savannah. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Lisa. I'm a super fan if you can't tell by the tone of voice and the (laughs) captain's curse is out. It is book eight, the finale, the grand amazing finale of (laughs) Sentinels of Savannah. It's out everywhere today. It's even on Audible. So I'm just super excited to talk to you about this one. Do you want me to give them a little teaser of what it's about? Sure. So this one, oh, gosh, y'all. I've even seen the reviews, and I'm like, yes, because I got an advanced copy I need to copy. And people are like, it is a thrilling romance novel. It leaves you on the edge of your seat. It's five stars. It's intriguing. It's electric. And I'm like, yes, to all these things. I completely agree. <laughs> it is Captain Ian Flynn who some of us have waited for the entire time since he showed up as the villain on the first book and his lady love writer, Lily Bouchard. And it is amazing. Y'all. It's just crazy good. You've got the whole sea dog, immortal pirate crew. You've got headstrong Ian and you've got his love. Who's going to have to convince him to go against a centuries old vendetta to save
1: her. And, how
0: was this, how was this writing your last book of the series?
1: Oh my gosh, it was lots of crying. Um, this is actually the fifth series that I've ended, that I finished, and it does not get easier. And I knew it was coming, but yeah, you pretty much spend the last half of the book sobbing because you're going to lose all of your friends and And, you know, I've gotten to know each pirate and I'm like, I'm not ready, but, um, (laughs) but I knew this was coming. So it was, it was very, very
0: fun. And I've already seen reviews this morning about book withdrawal. Oh my gosh, we're going to miss this series so much. And, you know, I have to ask, because I've got you on the line, did you have a favorite? I know you're not supposed to pick one, but did you have one?
1: (laughs) Well, all of them got to be favorites in different ways, but probably my favorite was Flynn, just because I am a sucker for a villain, and I love (laughs) redemption stories, and he had a huge redemption. Even my editor didn't like Captain Flynn, and she said, you will not redeem him, but we did which is my favorite. I love seeing reviews where people are like, I didn't think I could like this guy, but oh my gosh, I cried. And so uh so anyway, it was it was Ian Flynn is a very for me he was very fun to write because he puts the needs of the many above his own needs, but the way he does it without letting anyone in and no one knows why he's doing what he's doing it, makes everyone is mad at him and they would have been on his team if he would have let them. But he always approached everything as everything in his life, ask Lily, but he approached everything as I'm the captain. And so he took on everything alone. And so for me, writing a redemption story like that is really fun because Love actually forces you to have a partner, and it forces you to be vulnerable. And Captain Flynn resisted digging his heels in. Ah, uh, but <laughs> but it felt so good when he finally finally realized that you know I don't have to do everything alone. So it was it was fun. Gosh, and you changed
0: him from his headstrong, dug in his heels, wasn't gonna change to this great hero and how did it feel to get his secrets
1: in the end? That was great fun and actually some of the secrets were from readers so I, they all knew that I was working on The Captain's Curse and they knew that it was the last book and I had three or four readers who were actually messaging me every time I would put out a teaser as I was writing it they would message me we're going to find out how Bob lost his eye aren't we? And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we can do that. It just hadn't even occurred to me. So so thank you to all those devoted readers out there who were like, this is the last book. We want all the secrets. So I made sure that every secret was revealed in um, Captain's Curse. So things that you've wondered about the whole series, we we got to find out. So, um, so that was fun for me too. <laughs> and you know, when I bought He's just been on
0: the page since the first, and every, steal, every scene he's in, he just steals. Can you share your inspiration for One-Eyed Bob?
1: Yes, it was actually my grandfather. So um, I'll go back a little bit to Pirates of the Caribbean. So when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, my kids were little. We loved the movie, and gosh, I loved the soundtrack. And I came out of that movie going, I am going to write a book about pirates. But I'm not a historical author, and I didn't want to have to be all historical. So the idea just sat in my head and percolated because I'm like, how can I write a pirate story, but they happen today. And so fast forward many years to my grandfather, I was um, all of their kids. My mom was the last one to move out of town. And so I became the hub for my 95 year old grandparents. And so my grandfather had suddenly had double vision. And so I ran him to the ER Where we discovered, I didn't even know it was possible, but he had had a tiny stroke in one eye, in the back, I guess, of the eye. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing, but what it causes is double vision, and the treatment is an eye patch. So they put an eye patch on on my grandfather, (laughs) and he was like... I cannot. They lived in a senior community. He said, I cannot go back wearing this. I look ridiculous. I said, no, you look like a pirate. And we named him One-Eyed Bob. And so that was kind of in my head about One-Eyed Bob and that he would be a senior, older than the rest of the crew. So I thought, well, he would have to be the cook. And uh, so anyway, that was in my head. And then RT came around the year that it was in Atlanta, and I got invited to be in. Tell us,
0: for those of us
1: who don't know what RT is, tell us where you are. Oh, you're true. Um, (laughs) It was the Romantic Times Magazine. They used to have a conference. It was the Romantic Times Book Reviews. Um, conference and it was a big people came from all over the world romance readers and the conventions were always so much fun and I got invited to be in uh, an anthology where it was all novellas and they all needed to be set in Atlanta and I thought about it and I was like I've been to Atlanta many times and I love Atlanta no no shade great food and everything but it is not my favorite city <laughs> um so but savannah is my grandmother was actually born um in savannah in 1922 and she was born in darien so savannah was the big city and so i love savannah and i've been there a few times because her family was there and we went to visit and it's such a haunted beautiful city and it's full of pirate stories. And so when they invited me to be in this anthology, suddenly that pirate idea was floating around in my head. And I was like, you know, what if I made the bad guy based in Atlanta, but the story happens in Savannah? And they said, that would count. So uh that was kind of the birth of the idea, and it was just going to be a one-off. Magnolia Mystic was just going to be this novella, and it was super fun. I finally got to write my pirate story, their immortal pirates and Holy Grail, and it it was just fun. And when I finished it, my agent was like, no, no, we got to have a series. We got to have the whole crew needs books. I'm going to sell it. I told her, well, if you sell it, then I will write the whole series. And, so, uh, thankfully, Entangled said, yes, let's do this, all eight books. And so off I went. And But One-Eyed Bob, I, I don't know if the series would have really happened had my grandfather not turned into a pirate that day. Um, because
0: well, we, were... we are so sorry for his stroke, but we are so glad to have <laughs> eight books from, from one inspiration. And I, I will say on behalf of your fans, my heart did a pitter patter when you were like, "I wasn't going to write the series." I went, "Oh no!" Oh <laughs> yeah, no! Yeah, it was
1: just a special thing for RT, but um, but I'm so glad that it ended up being being bigger, and um, and I'm very grateful to Entangled for loving it as much as my agent did, and we got to do all of the books because it really is a fun series. My agent had sold it as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. meets Pirates of the Caribbean, and I thought that's exactly what this is (laughs) because we have the secret agents from Department 13 and the pirates swinging in to steal stuff. Oh, it was very fun. That that just wraps it up.
0: When you were like the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. meets, oh, that is so (laughs) spot on. Right. But there's <laughs> other fun stuff in your books because for those of y'all who don't know all about Lisa, you know, she's a bestseller and she's got lots of awards. I'm not going to list them because I don't want to take her whole life rest of the time. Um, <laughs> but she's also got
1: an ability to be a little psychic and you have psychics
0: in all these books. Can you tell us about that?
1: Yes. This was actually, I think the first series, well, I had some psychics in the moon series, but this was the first series where um, I really got to tap into my metaphysical side because in the first book, I decided that my heroine sky was, was a tarot card reader and had her own shop in Savannah. And I'm a tarot card reader in real life. And so I got to tap into all of that. And in fact, I went and found a pirate tarot deck that I used for this whole series. The whole time I was writing it, I would pull cards from the pirate tarot deck, and, uh, and so would Sky. Um, so it was very fun. And, and I got to have a medium who communicates with the dead. And so there were lots of metaphysical things that I got to pull into these books also because of Department 13 having all of these mystical artifacts and relics and things. It, it was really fun. And they have inside of Department 13, they have an occult division. Uh, where she you know works magic and all that, so it was it was very fun because I am very woo woo writer, and it's fun to be able to include that on on the page because, like in my werewolf books, um you know some of them there's like the government and super soldiers, but there wasn't a whole lot of tarot cards and Tarot cards and sage and meditating and all that kind of stuff. But this series, I got to put that in, and that was very fun. I keep saying it's fun. It, it was all thrilling. I'm going to come up with a new word. It was word thrilling.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think fun applies. It was it was a fun read because Captain Ian not not to give any not to give any spoilers, but Captain Flynn can do some automatic writing
1: where he channels.
0: And mm-hmm. how
1: did that feel to write about? That was fun too. Um because I I do that myself and I wanted to give that to Flynn because it was so opposite of what his usual character is but he trusted it. That's what made him a good captain and he knew it. Um but he was not one to go, you know, consult a consult a medium or a psychic or something that wasn't usually his jam. So I thought that it was a cool dichotomy for him to actually know that he has this gift and depend on it. So that was fun. Also, there's that fun word again. Dang it. It was, it was thrilling. I think fun should just be our buzzword
0: and we should use it as many times as possible. I mean, this is a pirate series. You could turn it into a drink. Just right. don't do it oh, irresponsibly, y'all. Don't listen to <laughs> yes. this on the road and turn it into a drinking game.
1: Yes, but right. if you're listening at home, every time Lisa says fun, there's the rum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I love that Captain Flynn always has, she describes him as her Viking, that he's just gorgeous and he has the best wardrobe ever.
1: Mm-hmm. He is always tailored. What? Where did yes. you get that inspiration? Well, I when I wrote the first book and he he now all of the pirates have been alive since 1775 when they drank from the Holy Grail. So all of them had to figure out how to live in today's world. I mean, one of them rebuilt the ship, and he gives tours and stuff. So he's probably, Colton is probably the closest to still living the pirate's life. But all of them are now, they have businesses, They everybody works. And so Captain Flynn was he's a commercial real estate uh, mogul in Atlanta and he owns a lot of properties. And I just thought, you know, if you were a pirate and you had and you were the captain and you were perhaps maybe a little showy and you had the money, you would be <laughs> as perfect as possible. And um <laughs> it was funny when we were coming up with the – when they gave me the final cover art, I was like, you know, Flynn would never wear a leather jacket. He just wouldn't. And they said, well, but it goes with the series. So I said, okay, that's fine. But in the book, he always has – everything is tailored and cut and fancy and expensive shoes and perfectly coiffed goatee and but all of that was really from the first book when I imagined him as the villain um you know think Jafar or whatever but but instead a gorgeous copper redhead Viking um he's actually inspired by Captain Flint from Black Sails so if you've seen Black Sails those bright blue eyes and oh he was oh he was everything
0: (laughs) Oh, I have very much seen that, and my brain is going, oh, yes. Yes, I have seen that, and yes. he is spot on. Um, right? I know he was That's loosely fun. inspired, but wow. <laughs> you did so well with this one because it's just, oh, it's got all the favorite fangirl things. We've got pirate ships and we've got fancy clothes, and we have a writer. How did it feel as you are the author to write about a writer?
1: That was fun. I have a few books where there's writers. I try not to do it very often because I feel like I love Stephen King, but almost all the people in Stephen King books are writers. And I get it. Why? Because that's what we do. Huh? Uh-huh. Write what you know. And that's what we do. But I try hard not to do too many writers. But I knew in this book, see, none of the book went as planned because I'm a pantser. So I allow the book to kind of go wherever it's going to go. But in my head, I thought that we were going to, um, well, I don't want to give huge spoilers. But anyway, I thought there was going to be a couple of deaths. That was what I was expecting. And then Lily changed everything because her point of view, I, I mean, I had a plan that I thought, where the book was going to end. And I thought there were going to be these two deaths and then there would be no more danger and everything will be fine. But Lily came on the page as a thriller writer. And so she's constantly thinking of backstories for everything, which I, totally do all the time, even my car has a backstory, (laughs) it's very sad but (laughs) but anyway, she was coming to it like characters on a board and so as the world keeps changing, you know, sand shifting under her feet she could bring a whole fresh perspective to this feud between the two immortal captains and suddenly I realized oh my gosh, she's right Um, so, you know ian flynn has these certain feelings this thirst for revenge because he was a pirate captain and his rival pirate captain has that same feeling there's revenge and you have to you know the only way to make it right is through a fight to the death and Lily was like but what about their evolution i mean geez you guys have been alive 250 years is this the answer still today in 2022 what Uh, And I realized that, oh, my gosh, my ending is not going to work. Oh, no. So Lily was a game changer for the book. I did not expect it at all. I just wanted her to be a thriller writer because I wanted her to have met him by filling in for a freelance job for a friend to interview him. So she had to be a writer. But I didn't realize when I put her on the page that she was going to bring her writer brain and all this things that angles that I hadn't even considered I'm like what is happening um, but the book turned out so much better because of it oh my gosh I was so in love with everything about the book and I don't think that would have happened without Lily's input as weird as that sounds
0: <laughs> no I think that's spot on when you said that she was just a writer I thought oh but she's oh so much more um, <laughs> she loves to live a little dangerously Mm Mhm. how did that feel
1: that was super fun yeah without spoilers she was what I hope I would be if I found out that there were immortal pirates and I was in love with them in reality I don't think I'm as brave as Lily but but I really come on right right (laughs) she was much more kick-ass than me but she was my dream kick-ass so um (laughs) But, but yeah, she was, once she was in, she was all in. And that was the exact kind of partner that Flynn needed because he had never had a partner before and he didn't know how to handle it at all. And, uh, so anyway, she ended up just being so much bigger than what I had anticipated. (laughs) So, um, So anyway, she was really fun, and it was great fun to have moments where she meets other people on the page, and they're like, wait, you're the Lily Bouchard who wrote whatever? She's like, what? You read my books? (laughs) Because when stuff like that happens to me, I'm like, what? You've read my books? So anyway, so it was very fun to get that kind of thing on the page. (laughs) And we
0: drink rum again. Yes, I love oh, that was fun.
1: <laughs> but she was
0: amazing and she she did. She had this honest down-home quality about Wait, you know who I am? But on the other hand, she's out running adventures and black ops things and I'm like, "Ooh, go <laughs> <come>, girl."
1: <laughs> right? All the I hope that all the writers who read Lily all feel like we would all be that badass when bad things came. <laughs>
0: I I, I I will admit at one point when she's driving alone in a dark and like, don't do it, don't do it, run away, don't do it. And then I thought, but I love that she's that willing to go the distance for her guy.
1: Mhm. And, and I think Flynn needed that because he was a big, you know, everything's on my shoulders, I can do it alone. And I think he needed somebody who felt the same.
0: Oh, he definitely did. I love how you say, I think he did. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. She she worked that as best as she could because he was a strong holdout. <laughs> uh, it was such a good read. The whole series has just been fabulous. And I'm so sad to see it go. I know a lot of us have, have book withdrawals. But I also know because I, I tuned into your tarot reading this morning that you pulled a new beginnings card. Does that have anything <laughs> to do with? with your writing journey.
1: Uh, Well, I have – I'm still finishing another werewolf book, but I do have a bunch of new ideas that are cooking now that this series is done. Usually I write two series at a time. Um, I do have another thriller that I'm writing next because that thriller trilogy, if you read perfect, um, Flawed will be out later this year, and then it will finish next year with Tainted. Um, So I've got to finish those. Yay! yeah, but then uh I have I have an idea that I'm potentially gonna do Kickstarter and put it out in hardcover, but it's a trilogy urban fantasy that I've been kicking around for years and I started the first book and anyway I'm very excited about my sirens who have been banished to Las Vegas to die. Um, so it'll Y'all heard be fun. it here
0: first. awesome (laughs) see when this if this comes to fruition you can say I heard it here first that's right that's, that's amazing and I haven't even heard that on Patreon yet
1: I know, it's been a big big secret-y thing, but but, uh, yeah, I think that I'm probably going to do that once the thriller trilogy is done. I also have a little horror idea that's niggling in my head that might have to happen under L.A. Kessler also. It would be my first book that's based in Florida, so of course it's horror, right? Um,
0: (laughs) 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 For y'all who don't know, that is Lisa's current abode.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, so I have I have a plethora of ideas. I just need more time to get them all down on the page. And for your fans, because New Beginnings to us just means new
0: book. What's going on with the other series you've got going?
1: So the. Yeah, the Salem pack. Book three is uh almost done. I had some life implosion last month. And so I'm still like cobbling everything together. But I'm thinking I'll have it turned in by the end of this month. So it will probably be out in July. And that one is Wyatt's book. And if you have started the Salem pack, if you haven't started the Salem pack yet, oh my gosh, you have to because it's my first wolf pack with magic. (laughs) So, so fun. Um, (laughs) So far, I've had two different wolf packs, one in Reno, the Moon Series, and the Sedona pack in Arizona. But this pack in Salem has been kind of insulated from the government issues that the other two had. So they weren't part of that that um, Project Moonlight, you know, super soldier research. They thought they were safe. And so anyway, things are unfolding up there because someone is hunting werewolves and killing them after they shift so that they can use werewolf body parts for very dark magic. So uh, they're having a different issue up there in Salem, and but you will see some friends from the Sedona Pack, because if you've read that series, General Miller Sloan is now retired, but he is the only one who knows where all the wolf packs are and can bring help. So you will see a few friends from the Sedona Pack over in Salem, um, and for any readers who love the Sedona Pack, if you remember Micah, who was Vance's brother uh he is going to make an appearance in in Salem to come help with backup and he might just be a hero coming up just saying he, he just might, might be
0: and then he there just, just might, might be. be the Salem pack in Captain's Curse
1: just saying y'all if you haven't started Salem pack <laughs> you'll want to yeah.
0: after you read the Captain's Curse
1: Yes, yes, the Salem pack is is going strong and uh so anyway, it's it's been super fun because the Salem pack is the first time that I've ever had um well, there were there was a coven in one of the Savannah books, but this is the first time that I've got a a witch coven that actually is you know, I have the Coven of Light and the Coven of Shadows. So they're the Coven of Shadows are obviously using werewolf body parts, but the Coven of Light is friendly. <laughs> so So anyway. You know, it's, you
0: it's just so always fun. have to go there with good and bad and it's just so much fun. And did how would it feel doing a crossover between Captain's Curse and Salem's Pet?
1: Well, Captain's the in if you've read the Sentinels of Savannah in book two in Pirates' Passion, uh, mm-hmm. you you see Aaron and Sasha from the Moon series from the Reno Pack. And when I started this the Savannah series, I had this idea that in the big showdown. We might need the wolf pack, so I brought them in in book two, and they they help out um, Keegan and Shar with this issue. And they Aaron gives him a card and says, "Look, we're having issues with the government." about the Department of Defense, but it looks like you guys are doing something with the government. He didn't know what Department 13 was, but he said, if the government should ever turn on any of us, we might all need to band together. And so I left that there. And then finally, in the captain's book, when things were unraveling these fanatics, I realized, okay, this is it. We have to call in help. So Aaron and Sasha came back um, to help in, in the captain's book. And so it was super fun to have werewolves back again. <laughs> and also to dump was, that on Lily as well. Poor Lily. <laughs> it was so thrilling, but Lily
0: is such such a trooper. And I she just is. want to keep talking about it, but we're running out of time. Yes. We could yes, talk all day. <laughs> You're right that would be fun for those who don't know where can people find
1: you well I'm I on want fa- all
0: the things where are the favorite <laughs> things
1: I'm on Facebook and I have a reader group, the Night Angels. If you search Night Angels on Facebook, it'll pop up and we're doing a big launch party tonight with tons of pirate giveaways, so that's fun. Yay. I also have I also have a newsletter and you can sign up for that on my website, which is authorlisa dot com. And I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. I always put free tarot readings every week on TikTok. So if you're on there, find me at L D Y Disney, And that's what I am on Instagram and Twitter also. And so I would love to talk to you. And you should totally check out her tarot
0: readings. It's fun and it does completely relate in some way you wouldn't see this, but we readers do to your books because we're like yes this is where she gets some of her inspiration Um, and I'll (laughs) be fangirling on you because I know I've run I've run my mouth and I've gotten you out of time (laughs) but we had a good rummy fun drinking game kind of day and I (laughs) can't wait for your party
1: tonight thank you and thanks so much for guest only uh, guest hosting Luna you're the best (laughs)
0: <laughs> any time, And y'all, if you haven't checked it out, make sure that you get Sentinels of Savannah. You can start at any book because goodness knows I'm a book rebel and I jump in at any book. But from the first one on, you're just going to be hooked and you're going to want to power through and just read all eight. So prepare for a binge. It's coming. <laughs>
1: And if you're listening on the Blog Talk site, I did put a link to Luna's website on there, too, and she has a Minotaur book that will knock your socks off, just saying. Aww. Okay, <laughs> we better go, but
0: thanks so much for being here, Luna. <laughs> thanks, Lisa, for having me. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.